Welcome to Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hinchpan. And I am Travis Walsh. And this is the podcast where Travis and I are breaking down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And before we get to today's episode, Travis, more the Legends news. Mm-hmm. It keeps going on with the cancellation and the hashtag Save Legends yep. movement. I mean, mm-hmm. people are, when they said they were going to get billboards, I was kind of laughing. Yeah. They're making it happen. Yeah. Like, Flashing billboards in New York City, people are paying for it. That's, I, look, I don't know. I said I had my doubts mm-hmm. if it's going to work, but that's yeah. impressive. And I was I know, like, whoa, I they know. really that's, got their shit together. Yeah, that shows you they have, there are some people who are pretty passionate about this. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't I afford I can't afford to, to send a few bucks, basically. Yeah. But you know, of course, you got my support. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What if, I mean a tv movie what if they got that that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm thinking yeah something like that Uh, speaking of that uh and i showed you the pictures uh we've mentioned on the show before about the earth prime comic book miniseries based on the 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 now almost all all gone uh dcw Mm -hmm. again that's such a crazy thing to me because we're gonna put a line of comics based on these shows people seem to like right as they cancel them all so maybe that's why maybe it's just like if there's if they let's see how much you really care kind of thing you're gonna do some reading yeah <laughs> i did I, I really i bought all the ones that have come out so yeah. far yeah i've really enjoyed them mm-hmm. which one uh, was the best which one was the best from just my fandom pr- perspective the legends one is my mm-hmm. favorite mm-hmm. but as far as i'm gonna say it as far as a well-written and drawn comic book mm-hmm. So far, it's Stargirl for me because Jerry Ordway does the art, the legendary Jerry Ordway. Cool. And uh, and it just feels more like, hey, this could have been an issue of Justice Society from 2002. Okay. So I really enjoyed that one a lot. Yeah. But the Legends one is great because it's all ex-Legends. So everyone's right. in it. I mean, Mona's in it. You know, it's everyone's in it. It's fun. The, the Hawks are in it. And the running joke throughout it because the hawks are in it and hawkman keeps going like well they're trying to find out who this villain is or whatever and hawkman will never stop saying it's got to be vandal savage is it vandal savage (laughs) it has to be vandal savage right and he's like as they're leaving a house they're like leaving kids to be babysitters remember don't trust anyone who calls names savage and it's so funny it's all throughout and then they even have ray go you know i met vandal in hell and he's really mellowed out right (laughs) that's hilarious it's really fun um and speaking of the whole cancellation thing the way they are passing the ball around at cw and uh wb trying to to pass the buck Mm-hmm. is really something but one this statement was released by the president of of warner brothers or some big big shot at warner brothers yeah who said in response to all of the save our shows he said because it i don't know if you noticed it wasn't just the dcw shows yeah. it's yeah, been the I red wedding for, for yeah. television shows yeah especially the cw they're unloading it because they're unloading it and things cost a lot mm-hmm. They told all these shows, please write your season finale as if it could also serve as a series, a series finale. finale. Yeah. He said they were given that instruction. 
And some, and we already know Kato uh, Schmitz who admitted right, that she played right. chicken. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he, the guy also made it clear to men. She's like the content of these shows had nothing to do with our decisions because that's the big blowback. It's like, Oh, you cancel the two shows with lead women, gay characters. You know, right. it wasn't a good look, mm-hmm. but, uh, and again, it's every, it seems like every week someone's passing the buck on this. It's so, it's so Hollywood bullshit. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's interesting that, that they cared enough to, to say something. Um, mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, the, le- the, the legends, uh, hashtag, continues. you know, it's, yeah, the legends hashtag has gained steam. People are talking about it. Yeah. So I'm with you. I think TV movie. Uh, I think that could be. I think that's best case scenario. And everyone's pushing for HBO Max, and I get it because it's Warner's. Yeah, but they got to be able to figure out a way to get it on Netflix because Legends here streams on Netflix and is one of their most popular shows on Netflix. And Netflix is in the shitter right now. Yeah, you want to get put something out that you already stream the show, put the TV movie out to to maybe get some more goodwill. As it, as Netflix is circling the fucking can, you know, there you go. And more positive news, Legends <laughs> news. What's that? Uh, congratulations to Tyler Ash, who has just received a nomination for a Drama Desk Award. Um, that's uh, it's not the Tonys, but it's the other, I guess, the other Broadway uh, awards. For Outstanding Actress in a Play, a play called um, English uh, that she currently is starring in on Broadway. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's nice. nice. Good for her. A lot of the the cast is already announcing their next projects, and it's breaking people's hearts. (laughs) I guess. I mean, it's what are they, like everyone's going to put their, their life on hold in hopes that some, well, nobody's. Well, you read some of that. Some of the Twitter stuff I read, there's a lot of that. Like, oh no, Jess Jess McCollins said she's got something new lined up, and so does Katie Lots. And that, oh, you know, they're heartbroken that they're not just waiting and not getting on with their careers. It's bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well. Yep. But let's get to this episode. We're at Legends of Tomorrow, season five, episode four. Slay anything. <laughs> Uh, Travis, uh, please, the uh, Arrow Wiki. When the legends discover a new encore, Sarah, Roy, and Ava end up crashing a high school reunion to attempt to stop a serial killer from finishing unfinished business. The legends devise a plan to send Nate, Ray, Nora, Bayrad, and their hostage Zari back in time to try and intervene in order to try to save everyone, including them. Meanwhile, Constantine is annoyed that Charlie has been squatting in his old home, but it might be the blessing in disguise they were not looking for. Mm. Again, bit of a synopsis. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, it says here, synopsis. And then we get into plot. That's mm-hmm. fine. I think I, I looked at the Netflix one and it's literally like the legends fight a serial, serial killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, That's it. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> right. So this episode starts in Iron Heights. That's the, um, the go-to prison on these shows is Iron Heights, which is in Central City. 2004, where a fellow named Freddie Myers is about to be electrocuted. And uh, they ask him if he has any last words. And he says, I love my mother. Zap and the mother screams. Now, Travis, I have to ask you. Mm -hmm. You, You've got a keen eye. 
you know, it, I, I'll admit the first time I watched this, you know, when it came out, I didn't figure out the mother thing. No. Until the end. How long no. did it take you? Oh, I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't, I didn't suspect it at all. I mean, I thought I was starting to think, okay, maybe this is a low key mystery on the outside. And, uh, I just kind of thought at the end, I can't remember who I thought it might have been. Oh, I thought the bully was going to be the mm. the murderer for a while. Um, but it wasn't, I didn't even realize they were, they were doing a uh, kind of sleight of hand, red herring type thing there. Uh, red, uh, red, okay. Red head, red herring. Well, I like where red. you're going. I like it. Uh, <laughs> um, and when I did, I thought it was the uh, the bully, but yeah, you know, I did. Totally caught me by surprise. I completely forgotten about her. And yeah, the way they planted the seeds was actually really good. Yeah, watching it again this time, all the seeds are there. And I, mm-hmm. and the first time I never noticed it. Because the first time, I remember the first time I watched this, I got confused with the time travel stuff. Like, wait, what? Where are they now? What's going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the coroner is driving the body away. And we hear, uh, they got some pretty good, decent tunes in this episode. Oh, my God. Huh? Open with Belinda Carlisle. Belinda Carlisle. Place on Earth. Dude, fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. A really great scene. Really great opening scene. Very X-Files-y, I thought, at the beginning here. Um, this was like X-Files meets Buffy, this episode. Mm. Along with this is, you know, again, we see this in all the, well, not season one, but uh, from then on in. Before we get to the main plot of the season, we meet the big bads. We have these little bottle adventure episodes. Yeah. You know, like. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, we've had, this is one of those monster like of the like, week, kind of the thing. monster yeah, of the yeah. week, the like with uh, with Billy Zane and uh, the circus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this one is also the huge tip of the hat to 80s, not just 80s culture, but 80s slasher flicks. Yeah. There's and, a and, ton. and just 80s teen dramas, too. That, too. Yeah, that, yep. too. But I'm see, I'm not a horror movie slasher movie aficionado or just it's never been my thing. But reading through the IMDb, I was like, there's a ton of references in this that I didn't get. Like when the one girl gets killed in the locker, like sucked into the locker, like, yeah, oh, that's out of prom night to good night, Mary Lou. I'm like, oh, oh well, you say funny. so. That's funny. But yeah, you know, the, 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 the truck goes out of control, uh, smashes into those barricades filled with water. And uh, Duke gets out, man, he gets sliced. Mm-hmm. bloody knife into the intro and that yeah. scene with the bloody knife is right out of halloween that's oh, yeah for sure yeah and let me ask you are you a fan uh, Those bl- old movies, uh for, slasher movies? horror films yeah. yeah they're fine i mean i don't I, uh, the ones that are great are, are great i don't go out of my way to watch them but the, they have left i it's not my favorite genre but i know people are some people are looney tunes for them oh i have I've, i have friends who are looney tunes yeah for yeah, them, yeah. yeah yeah but yeah hey like i said never going out of my way to watch it and right now we're in a situation where we can't really put of on a, a horror movie because this is this is the first uh season five episode that nora's watched with me she loved the opening uh credits by the way oh yeah that's uh, great this, this, i was about to ask did this scare her at all because it's kind big of time. I can see big time kids. it's a super scary it's super scary that's a scary ass mask man with that long shaggy hair too see i thought it looked like a doc brown mask sure yeah you don't think that's fucking terrifying not really if he turns christopher lloyd turned on you and wanted to murder you okay now that you put it that way like scary christopher lloyd from when he was in one floor of the cuckoo's nest as a young yeah. man scares yeah. the shit out of you 
Yeah. So we're on the wave rider and Constantine's uh, telling Sarah, you know, look, I don't want to team up. I just want to get out of here. And she's like, yeah, we've been waiting for you to move your shit. Uh, Bayrod touched something. He's being haunted by an ancient mariner. And it's a fine little throwaway joke. Part of me is like, I want to meet the mariner. What? I want to see this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to see this guy. What was that mentioned to? What is that a reference to? I guess the poem, the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Ancient mariner. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. But there might've been something else to it. Anyways. So Ray's got an idea. He's like, well, why don't we go back in time and try to reform the encores as kids? So they'll, uh, we won't have a problem with them. And Constantine's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, your old ladies here. Cause we see Nora poof. And he's like, time to go lay some pipe, Raymond, you know, just Basically, you and your squire. stupid idea. That's what he's calling them. Squire. Squire. Yeah. yeah. So Ray goes in and uh, Nora's in riding clothes. Everything she wears is the powder blue. She can't mm-hmm. wear anything. She can change her clothes, but it's all fairy godmother powder blue. Mm-hmm. And she's pissed off because all these little kids want fucking ponies. And she changes to sweats. And she says, nobody ever became a better person with a pony. And then Jerry Seinfeld's grandmother lost her fucking mind <laughs> on him. I had the pony. <laughs> So Ray's set in the mood, lighting candles, and Nora falls asleep. We got Nate and Bayrod with Zari uh, 2.0, who wants off the ship. Bayrod's going to wipe her memory, but Nate stomps him. Uh, and she wants to know what the Wi-Fi is so she can check uh, cat chat. Because we remember the last episode we talked about that the technology didn't seem like it was any different than now and maybe in 2042 it'd be a lot different yeah well here's what's different cat chat is the social media platform okay Okay. cool and because when you get an alert you hear a meow i guess that's what it is that's cool i can see that that's that's very possible so the 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 two things uh the internet loves that's true Mm mm-hmm I just went to her. She was once changed into a cat and thought it was a Legends Deep joke, but hmm. I can't imagine if I heard a bunch of phones meowing all day, I'd fucking jump off a bridge. <laughs> so they lock her up and uh, report to the bridge. And uh, she mentions, like, and we said that we, we, t- we uh, speculated last episode. She's like, she's a sneaker drop and a fragrance drop. So she's not just an influencer, I guess she's a fashionista. Mm-hmm. And Gideon tells the team that a serial killer is on the loose in twenty uh, in two thousand four. And when she says who it was, uh, Ava starts geeking out because we never Ava loves serial serial killers, right? Right. Now we know and that she has a podcast. She has a, really yeah. Funny. She's mentioned this before, but uh, on her podcast, Stabcast, he Freddie, the prom night slasher, is her number five killer. And she looks around and like no one has listened to her podcast and is like, I feel you, honey. I feel you hanging out with my friends. I got a podcast. Anyone want? No, no, no. Huh? Okay. Yet she has sponsors, which I don't know. It pissed me off. I'm like, yeah, eh, come on, that's sure. got yeah, sponsors. Bullshit. Yeah, she's doing well. <laughs> which cuts to the quick cut to Nate listening in his earpods. Yeah, and answering the the same questions. He's like. Yeah, we got to find this Tiffany chick. She's the final girl. And uh, he's like, yeah, it's informative, entertaining. It's good. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, he's a little, he's kind of yelling it too. He's got the yeah, he's up. yelling the whole time. It's a good touch. It's a good touch. If I was watching that uh, with my roommates, they would have just looked right at me and pointed to me. 
<laughs> how many times I've walked into the room going, hey, because well, yeah. I'm listening to something. That's funny. So there's a 15 year uh, reunion uh, Friday night at uh, Central City High where the fallen peers will be honored from the incident. So uh, Sarah tells uh, Ava, grab her autograph book. Where are we going to go? And Nate says, and grab one of those, one of these mattresses using promo code laceration. Laceration. Oh, because it's stab, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. So we're at uh, Central City, 2004, class reunion. And uh, we always say on this podcast, Travis, you know that they are great with the costumes and the set design, and this looks just as bland and boring as 2004 fashion looked. Yeah, that was all right. I mean, I don't think they've figured out how to properly be nostalgic about 2004 yet. I think you could address it. It's going like, to be tough. I can't like think the of strokes, like the strokes or uh, the white stripes, that kind of like high fashion brat kind of thing was kind of happening around that time. For a high um, school reunion? Sure. Oh, it, oh, for 2004. And 2004, they were, yeah, that's. It would have been all, yeah, you got to look pretty dweeby, I guess, if you got to go to a high school reunion. Yeah. So Mick's like, hey, why are we at my school? And they're like, what, you went to school here? You, you need to come to the meetings, dude. Because I asked him about Freddie, he just says, oh, he was a loser. Yeah, this is a good touch. And then we meet Allie. And uh, get, Allie, get used to Allie. Allie this, Allie's not a one-shot episode uh, character. So okay. She's sticking around. She'll be sticking around. Oh, for cool. Oh, okay. And uh, she's Mick's high school girlfriend. And uh, she's like, hey, Mick, you know, you haven't changed a bit. And goes, I'm not Mick. Oh, I'm a dick. And I was like, yeah. one more dick. They got to get one just more for dick you, in. Buddy. Just for you, buddy. <laughs> just when I think I'm there, just when I think they're done with dicks. No, nope. they get me again. <laughs> so Sarah and Ava go and meet Tiffany and get their passes. And she's like, oh, don't remember you. And the, these two tall. Uh, statuesque beautiful women go oh we were losers in school you wouldn't remember us i was like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that's quite possible i went to my 10 year or went to my 20 year high school you, you did yeah uh, yeah and there was one there was definitely one uh ugly duckling story there that's for sure and we all agreed <laughs> i've never exactly. been to any i've never been to any of my uh, high school reunions yeah. yeah i did it once i don't really need to do it again it was fun. It's nice to see some of them, but you know. Speaking of that, talk about all of the references in this episode. There's some Romy and Michelle uh, in this episode as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, particularly at the end when uh, Mick and Allie are getting ready to bone bone down. Mm-hmm. That that's a, that's a, a full lift from the the. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, anyway, there's a scene at the end. Uh, with Janine Garofalo and uh, the guy uh, from that movie. I don't know if you, I've seen them. I've, I've, so, for some reason, I've seen Romy and Michelle like three times. I don't know oh, yeah. why. Yeah, hmm. it's funny. That's cool. So the, the DJ, Travis, I've done some DJ work. The DJ at this reunion sucks. Sucks. He's terrible. Oof. All right. I was I was enjoying the down. Of, I, I didn't know, like what what songs weren't you were you not like, oh that wasn't the, well there was one song I did like I was just his DJ shtick oh. uh, sucked okay come on yeah, man no, but he fit, no he fits right in with uh, the vibe they were trying to do you know, that's why I don't go to reunions and stuff I hate or, 
Dude, I'm, I, I, I've been to so many weddings where I just sit there and just in my mind critique the DJ. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we just did a playlist, man. We killed it. Tore that dance floor apart. Oh, that's, awesome. that's great. Mm-hmm. So Nate and Ray, they're out in the parking lot. They find this guy in a, with a knife in his throat mm-hmm. in the car. This is a violent episode, by the yeah. way, yeah. for a very lighthearted. See, I find mm-hmm. this very lighthearted episode. That's also very violent. And I yeah. think they juggle it pretty well. Yeah. Like I said, man, that was this was Buffy at its best was like this, man. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It felt like a really good Buffy episode. And Buffy did a, a, a correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Buffy do a little bit of timey wimey stuff every now and then too? Mm-hmm. With magic? No, they, they did stuff with well magic, of course, but there's they never went back in time. I mean, she okay. had to die and they brought her back, uh, kind of thing. They, they brought her back from heaven. Oh, it's, it's sad, it's heartbreaking, man. You learned that they brought her out of heaven in the musical episode. Oh, okay, oh, Jesus. I, I, oh, dude, yeah, oh man, you're gonna make me cry just thinking about it. the musical episode is so good, man. I've seen the musical episode, even though I didn't couldn't really follow a lot of the plot but i'd heard yeah. such good things yeah. about it that i went out of my way to watch it and i really enjoyed it because mm-hmm. it's a musical of course i'm gonna like uh-huh. it. Right. so tiffany is supposed to unveil this um memorial or something uh and the lights go out and uh, a spotlight hits and this dude's like oh fucking tiffany <laughs> and pulls the sheet off and there she is dead with yeah. the trophy we found out earlier the trophy that she defeated Freddie with uh, the night she survived is jammed in her fucking throat. Mm. Everyone's going the night, the night she survived. So she was one that survived. She was the final girl. And they said that, that, Oh, but did she die? Oh, they were, they coming back to it before she got killed, but they met, they weren't there in time. Is that the idea? No, they're there at the reunion. They were waiting for something to happen. Freddie, the, the doc Brown has attacked. Yeah. And grown up Tiffany has been killed. And okay. but in 1989, she was the final girl who defeated uh, the bad guy. But wait, so she defeated the bad guy. So wouldn't she have known that it wasn't Freddie? Back then, right. Freddie took the rap for it. The, the mom, yeah, got, but the mom if got away she, with it. But she didn't defeat Freddie then. She defeated the mom. She defeated the mom, yes. And then so for all these 20 years, she just kind of kept this, let them keep this secret. Is that the she idea? didn't know she never knew it was the mother? Oh, okay, because there was a mask on I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Right. Freddie, Fred, uh, I mean, they don't go into a lot of details, but the base basic is Freddie took the rap. Yes. Yeah. So well, somehow or another, Freddie took the rap. That's all we need yeah. to know. All right. And I love Sarah. Everyone's going nuts. There's the prom queen with a fucking trophy stuck in her throat. And just, I love the person who yells, stay calm. It just reminds <laughs> me of Kevin Bacon at the end of Animal House. <laughs> or um, <clears throat> nothing to see here. What's his face? Frank Drebin. Frank Drebin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Ray and Nate have been locked out of the school because uh, uh, quote unquote Freddie here is a, is a telekinetic in a jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. so we cut i should have just put this all together but i didn't we cut to 2020 at, at constantine's mansion and gary's late because he fucked up a spell and had to walk backwards yeah. the whole time nice touch uh yeah i like that too i mean i was like that's funny 
Mm-hmm. It got a giggle out of me. You got to show that he's still kind of figuring this shit out. Yeah. Yeah. But the place is trashed. There's drunks passed out everywhere. And now around the corner comes Constantine with a, a robe on and his orgy party guests. And uh, and real Constantine kicks him out and is like, Charlie, what the fuck? And uh, she's like, oh, you know, sorry. And uh, mm-hmm. and they, they go off to talk. And uh, Gary, Gary just looks at her. And he's like, do the Constantine thing again. It's so yeah. fucking creepy. <laughs> My dick is so hard. <laughs> my three nipples are fucking hard as rugs didn't he get that fixed i don't think so okay so sarah and the gang find ray uh and they locked out ray's trying to get in with his swiss army knife and ava very clunkily explains the the logic behind why a serial killer would gain telekinesis. It's it's fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what did she say exactly? I don't even remember. It's got, you know, they feel powerless. So then they grab power and they grab Ah, power. You know, there you go. Telekinesis. Sure. (laughs) It's science. Mm -hmm. So Mick, uh, he's worried about Allie, but then he is like, Oh, the class of 89, uh, not Allie. Yeah. Sarah's like, all right, Ray, we're going to do your plan. You go back to 1989 and try to fix Freddie, and we'll try to do what we can here. Mm -hmm. I really like this, uh, uh, the framing of this, having them in between those doors that everyone had at gymnasium, looking into gymnasiums Mm -hmm. kind of thing. It's a really nice touch. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, like, the first time I saw this, I got confused with the timey wimey stuff. But watching, watching it again, I was like, they they're having some fun with the concept because they had Ray at one point. No, he Ray says at the beginning of this episode, "Hey, since we've uh, given up on that whole we don't change time bullshit, well, why don't we just do this?" Yeah, which is like the mission statement for the show now. Yeah, but yeah. watching it this time, I was like, "Oh, I I, I really liked what they did. I could see yeah. how it could get confusing." I mean, but, I was it, it yeah a little bit. Um, Doctor Who really is, like is the same, but um, <laughs> it, it the only th- the thing that you know and this by the end you don't care but it's still it's just always there if you're going back in time to fix something there's no way that the time that you go back is going to play out in at the same time that you are in that present time if that makes sense that doesn't make any sense do you know what i mean if we're going to go back and do this you can't okay well i hope things go well for them and it, it won't last like 45 minutes like oh they did it you know what i mean if you went back to 1989 and fixed something, it would be instantaneous uh, yeah, to, people, they, to people in the future, right? Yeah, but to, I know you have to do it for like uh, to make things fit. It's to, just to like, make a story. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I remember thinking the same thing about this one is because at the end, all the people who died aren't dead anymore. So it's an entirely new timeline they created, but Ava and Sarah are still there. So was there a scene where like everything flickered around them and they and changed while they stayed the same yeah yeah i don't know i don't know i tell you this though uh without giving any plot away i've been re-watching season seven mm-hmm. and there's a plot point in, like the first or second episode where they're like these two characters are going to stay um stay put on one character's mom's uh farm and the rest of them go off to new york city to find the guy who invented time travel because they're they don't have a time machine anymore 
Okay. Like, well, as soon as we get there and we make a time machine, we'll come right back and get you. And they have this whole thing going on, a whole episode. And the mother who lives in 1925, she's like, look, I'm no scientist, but if they succeeded and got the time machine, why are you still here right now? Wouldn't they just come right back mm-hmm. to that moment? And they're like, yes. And that's when they go, oh, fuck, we have to hit the road. They, they didn't complete their mission. But it's the first time in the entire series where they they Wild. point that out, where they yes. point it out. It's, <laughs> it's really fun. Ah, that's funny. So we flash to um, uh, the Wave Rider uh, going to 1989. And Ray and uh, Nate are cool teachers. And then, uh, again, fashion nailed it 80s without overdoing it sometimes when they do 80s it's like okay not not everyone was wearing parachute pants you know sure yeah i got it and uh they see tiffany asking freddie to the prom and nate's like "Uh uh-oh they're gonna carry this kid and uh they're like hey skip prom man you know listen to your cool teachers and he like rightfully just gets the fuck out of here these two grown men he's never met before he's like you're not teachers i go to this school yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so back to Ava and she's live recording the search for the killer and this is when the woman gets killed into the lockers and and uh, then on the wave rider Nate and Ray uh, have Gideon uh, bring up Freddie and Nora is overwhelmed because she's a fairy godmother and wishes kind of will overwhelm her yeah fairy godmother radar and this is she's right near a prom so, I mean, mm-hmm. just so many wishes for at least a blowjob. Just she's <laughs> overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Yeah. But Freddie, <laughs> Freddie has the, the most. And she gets sucked away to him. So Nora meets Freddie. And this was something that this time I watched it. Once you kind of figure out I don't know, maybe you have to watch it a few times, but all throughout here where she thinks that he's just one snap away from becoming a fucking serial killer when he's not the mm-hmm. entire time mm-hmm. is really weird considering how emotional she gets. Yeah. I'm like, listen, you don't have to become a killer. He's like, I know. I wasn't going to become a killer lady. What the I fuck know. are you talking about? I know. <laughs> I know. And she does a good, really good job in her, her scene. Like when she does like the last kind of convincing mm-hmm. when he doesn't, like, I think she does a good job and makes that more believable than it could have been but yeah like they're they're really kind of and but it's great like they're attached right right away right oh she's bonded to him yeah yeah and and it felt a little rushed uh i think at times but again it it fits the uh that that kind of 80s genre for sure oh and and i mean we know the history of the character uh, of her you know so that's who why she would bond Right, to, to, right. To that's him. what they really. That's what they really hit uh, uh, at the um, in that speech that I was talking about in that monologue. Yeah, and and Courtney Ford, I think, does a great job here. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just funny, really nice. Yeah, funny, but just rewatching it, knowing the entire time this kid's not a serial killer and she's just pouring her heart out to him. That's funny. It's weird. Hmm. Um, let's see here. So yeah, he knows what he wants. He suit. He wants a he wants a dope suit for the prom. And uh, she poofs him in a suit with a bow tie, uh, kind of yeah, tight, sharp. looking sharp. Very Jimmy Olsen, you know. Sure, sure. 
He looked more modern, uh, modern hip than he did eighties hip. But yeah, I was about to say. Good. Yeah, yeah. Look, I remember yeah. going to fucking dances at the eighties. No yeah, one should have looked like that. He should have looked like uh, uh, what's his face, Patrick Dempsey in um, "Can't Buy Me Love." That's exactly oh, there you go. what should have happened. Anyway, so yeah, he he she gives him a limo and he picks up Tiffany and gives her a corsage and you can see that Tiffany's just like, well, what the fuck, you know? Because there's there's Cinderella. It's literally Cinderella, right? You know, yeah, fairy godmother and all. She changed the rats in his house into the limo truck. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. the song that's playing here, there's like, I don't know, it's it's kind of 80s hair metalish ballad, yeah, song here. Yeah, yeah uh, I tried to look it up, I couldn't find it. It wasn't listed, and I thought IMDb. it might have been made up. Yeah, I thought it might have been or done just for the show. It didn't. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> oh, oh no, I was totally. It fit everything, man. It fit every. This fit. This built into. You need something like that at that point. If they oh, no, no. Have... Oh, I agree. No, no. Yeah. From the perspective of the show, Travis, I okay. agree completely. I'm just saying my musical tastes. Mm-hmm. I hear this. I was like, this song sucks. <laughs> He's like, the way you make me feel inside. Yeah. Do you like any of those? Do you like power ballads as a no. in general? Yeah. Well, okay, one. Oh. There's one. One. <laughs> oh, they're fighting a losing battle then. Yeah. One. I'll tell you the I'll tell you the one uh tesla's love song but it's yeah. the, gotta be the live version that's like 12 minutes long what about sister christian that doesn't do anything for you i love sister christian but i never yeah. took it as a, a love song it's pretty close i only associate sister christian with dr octopus in his underwear oh, yeah. ganked out of his mind yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so Nora's like come on ray take me to the prom never had one and he grabs her arm and and Nate's, uh-oh, there's Devil's Triangle going on oh, in the prom, no, man. No. I ooh, thought that ooh, was boy. really sweet. That This all just super, it felt like a motherfucking 80s movie. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Robo assistant, ready. Well, now that we're married, we need help merging our finances. Choose from these options. Investing, insurance, retirement planning, college funding. I have so many questions. Here is a link to our FAQ page. Was this information helpful? Go with no. Sometimes humans are just more helpful. I'm sure you have questions. Farm Bureau Financial Services. Insurance, financial planning, all in one place. Please rate my service. Welcome back to Gideon, guys. And before we get back to the horrors of 2004 fashion, Travis, what else we got going on? Oh, we had another fun one last night. uh, That being a Saturday Mm -hmm. night, like we do every other Saturday on twitch.tv slash Jarvis washing machine. It is mystery Titans theater. And yeah, we got to record one uh, last night uh, with uh, someone who's been a fan for a while. And it was one of the first to really get, get the chat going on Twitch. He was, as far as I'm concerned, he was the the guy who got it going, right? Yeah, 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 pretty much. And, uh, and we've been watching his uh, uploads for a while. Mr. Castle Crossface. Um, It was a blast. Really funny. You never know how these things are going to work out, right? It's, it's yeah, huh? Uh, you know, um, you just you just never know, right? These aren't people that we know, but uh, it was a blast. We laughed a lot, and we'll, we'll definitely do it again. Speaking uh, speaking of which, and to clarify, for those of you who don't watch Mystery Titans Theater, Casa Crossface was just guy who found our show, got into the chat, seemed like a funny guy, 
We're like, you want to be on the air? Comes on the air, kills it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any of you listeners uh, to Gideon guys, you know, just slide into the DMs. You think you got what it takes? We'll give you a shot. Come on, be on the show. I like it. Uh, and uh, yeah, oh yeah. So that's uh, Mystery Titans Theater. We do it every two weeks. Twitch.tv slash Jarvis Washington or Jarvis Washing Machine. Um, give us a follow there because if we get up to 50 on that, then uh, that opens up some doors for us. We got our path to affiliation. Then things start happening. And then we, again, just retirement, man. Uh, but if you can't watch it live, uh, uh, we I always put them up uh, shortly after, within the week at youtube.com slash C slash Jarvis Washing Machine. Aside from that, uh, here on the Palm Podcast Network, we have a lot of great podcasts. We've talked about them before in the past. And I incorrectly label, I I, I have this new podcast, and I, and I gave you guys the wrong name last week, because that was the one where like, I came up with a, a certain point of view. And you're like, wow, that's that's perfect, right, for our Obi-Wan podcast. Like, it's like, and, uh, and Pete was like, I told to my buddies, and they're like, I can't believe that isn't taken. And then I, I went to take a look, and yeah, yeah, it's taken by like five other fucking podcasts. Uh, you know so, what? I, I got to tell you, I, mean, I know my Star Wars. I don't get the reference. Oh, um, from what I, so, like, uh, why did you lie to me, Ben? He's, he, he says that to Luke Skywalker. He's, uh, like, oh, when he Jedi? sees him on Dagobah. Yeah, in Jedi, he says. Okay, that's uh, why I don't remember. Yeah, when I, um, he's like, why did you, why did you say, why did you lie to me about who my father is? Well, what I did tell you was true from a certain point of view. But so we changed it to, uh, that's is the name of the podcast. We just recorded us, me and our buddy, uh, Pete Schermacher, uh, podcaster of, the best the best um it has a, he's, he's had a couple wobbly pops in him in this one i don't know if you know oh boy that. i know you oh boy i noticed hey trust me hey look look i know you know well no, but, we, but anyways it's the fools who follow them that's what we ended on that's a and that one nobody had picked i like that too that's a good uh uh obi-wan line as well and by the way i can tell you speaking of someone who's had a few wobbly pops on some yes. podcasts once in a while if you know what i'm saying yeah. um at one point pete's like Oh, this is going longer than I thought we planned. It's like yes. you, you didn't plan on getting hammered. You just kept yes. them on the line the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had been in the pool with a rock star the day before. Uh, but but I, we still got some great gold, or, or not the day before the the uh, the hours before, minutes before we started recording. So he was, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it'll start once it's it'll be a recap show. So this is just kind of introduce you to each of us and where we are with Star Wars and where Star Wars is and where. To, tv series are and the character what we want all that kind of stuff um so it's you know kind of uh introduces you to the show there uh so uh, please check it out it's here on the palm podcast network now's a part of the show where we like to check in with everyone's favorite immortal despot and see what he's been drinking it's time for savage brew well, we're going uh, down a different path today with uh the bubbly sparkling water apple bubbly from uh that they you know, just zero calories. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. Mm. Is it alcoholic, sir? Or just you're just going oh, to the water today? No, I Johan, I haven't drank in number of weeks. Oh. I haven't had a, a, a drop. Oh, okay. It's not good, it's fucking awful. I'm a bloody mess. This isn't still about the, the the crossover, is it? Why won't they go? They've been very busy interviewing the, the the cast of Legends of Tomorrow. 
just really, I got, you know, I talk a big game, man. I got this Jenga down there. And... Can't play it by myself. Like, I mean, you can, well, you can. Fuck. I've done it. Believe me. I've done it. But I can't do it anymore. Anyways. Uh, fuck. I gotta see what I can do. In the meantime, see if I can find the the taste for the for the booze again. Cause I gotta, I know I got a contract. I gotta fulfill here, Johan. You think I'm happy about this? No. I signed on with you guys. Ah, so yeah. Even if look, this this stuff is great. It's hard to track down this apple bubbly. I don't think you'd have a problem with it at all. It's quite tasty. I'm lucky to have it down here. We don't get many perks, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. All right. Go fuck yourself. Goodbye. Well, at least he, he snuck in a, a a jab at you at the end. I know. You know. That that could be a sign of... Getting back recovery. to normal. Fuck. I love that uh, his recovery is to start drinking again. That's what I, I know. It's, you know, when you're in hell, I guess. Yeah, everything's upside down, you know. I yes. <laughs> I am DB curious. As I uh, dove into the IMDb page for this episode of Legends of Tomorrow, we're going to start with a little trivia. Or, I don't know, trivia? Mm-hmm. Nate is re- revealed to have bought his own AirPods. I saw this as well. I saw this as well. It's pretty funny. Which may be a nod to his work slash earnings at the Time Bureau from Dancing Queen through Egg McGuffin. Pretty funny. That's pretty funny. What? Okay, yeah. What? Give, what? Give me the numbers. Five out of eight found that interesting. Yeah, that sounds about right. We got goofs. <laughs> is that all? He, is that all he's got? He's, he's he's barely he's hooked up to a machine. <laughs> Mick Mick says he went to high school in 1989 but in 1989 he would have been no older than 12 years old as the show has already stated that he was born in 1977 hmm. Hmm. yeah yeah that's a definite uh, mix up but I like that he knows about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and Ghostbusters 2 that makes out dude I was so excited for Ghostbusters 2 I had that poster in my room mm. well, that was nate going on about the movies right yeah 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 12 out of 13 found that interesting no that's a that's a that's a no prize man for sure that really is a no prize mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's time for viewer reviewers now there's 14 reviews travis yeah um almost all of them 
nine, ten out of ten. Yeah, this is uh, this is among the best episodes of this show, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, top ten for sure. Top ten for sure. Um, of course. I mean, dude, there was even one one of the guys who hates all the quote unquote lesbian propaganda. Who's like, gotta give it its props despite the lesbian propaganda. <laughs> 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 he fucking liked this episode. <laughs> you know, maybe I should try one of them BLTQ sandwiches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like one or and like two where we're like, the show sucks. Uh, this one's nine out of ten. Joyless zero. Joyless zeros, I know. Uh and uh, look, look, I'm not making fun. This one just stood out as being different. Nine out of ten would be a ten. But there's no epilepsy warning. <laughs> I'll let that just I'll let that settle in. From Bistage. <laughs> so <fucked up. laughs> oh fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay. All right. Great episode. I love the vibes of it, but maybe give an epilepsy warning for the photo scene close to the end. Also, for a future note, you should make sure the warnings are big and noticeable, preferably after the intro, because most people just skip the intro if they're watching on Netflix. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Man, I, uh, I was trying to figure out what it would have been. I guess, like, like I was. I, I, I just remember like, any like Pokemon like flashing. Flame. It was the, the the photo montage scene at the end yes, with the yeah, photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I just love that Beastage doesn't just want an epilepsy warning. Okay, maybe I could see that. Uh, she wants it after the intros because nobody watches the intros. Yeah, we skip ahead. So you want she wants it edited into the show. That's that's it would have been a 10 out of 10 if not for that, Travis. Yeah, I guess so. One out of five found it helpful. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> I was hoping that was gonna kill you. Oh my god. So back to the show. Zari uh, is trying to get out of the locked room, and uh Bayrod arrives and they argue, and she's kind of still calling him a loser, and he just turns around like you don't know what the fuck I've done because he's a superhero. Everything she did, the original Zari did, he did. So yeah, he just tells her off like, listen, spoiled princess. She's like, I'm a, like, I'm a business. I'm not, a, I'm not spoiled. Anyway, back to 2004 prom. Mm-hmm. Mick uh, is walking around and he runs into Allie. He's like, fuck this. I'm not going to wait around and get killed. And uh, he admits it's him and you can tell there's still a spark and they take off and he's i love how he's just asking her he's like so do you have a boyfriend a girlfriend <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, she says uh, right as she says she's on her own she gets fucking stabbed They're like yeah, oh holy rough. shit dude that was rough yeah and mick even the look on uh i thought purcell really pulled this off well because even he's like you better be fixing this in 1989 because yeah yeah he, he, I, I, uh, I really, I really liked Dominic in this uh, episode as well. I think everyone was really fun. Everyone, mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. nailed it. Yeah. I mean, if somebody's, yeah, it, that maybe if if we come up to on something that uh, I didn't like, then maybe it'll spray, uh, spring my memory. But yeah, so far now that you're going through them, it does feel like everybody is really. Oh, there's crazy. still stuff I'm making fun of. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, I was talking like acting wise. Oh, acting wise. Yeah. So 1989, you know, there's the prom and there's confetti. Uh, we see the, the DJ, the 1989 uh, stereotypical DJ uh, doing some scratching, but we don't hear any scratching on the music that's playing. It's pretty good. <laughs> that feels like, no, but it, it feels like, again, like one of these, it's like the can't buy me love type thing, you know, where they get this big dance at the end. Uh, which leads to the big, uh, you know, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because Freddie and Tiffany are dancing, and Ray and Nora are dancing, and that song, this song is playing. I think it was the same uh, metal ballad that it was like down a lonely road, and like oh, it's hitting all the notes of all these shows. This it might be made up. They're just doing the most mm-hmm. stereotypical one. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tiffany's like, "Wow, Freddie, you're a good dancer." And he's like, "Yeah, it's because I watch a lot of music videos." I was like, "How many music videos in 1989 had slow dancing at the prom?" No, MTV, yeah, I yeah, MTV yeah. was full of them. Just, yeah, 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 just prom dance videos. It was a brief <laughs> moment in '89. Yeah, ridiculous. How could she tell from the slow dance? Is she doing some <laughs> sort of soft shoe that we can't see? Oh, yeah. see, what we're not seeing is him just moving his feet rapidly, yeah, but staying in. And he just kind of leans and whispers into her ear, "Shadow." <laughs> So Nate spots these bullies who are about to dump a net full of garbage from the roof of the gym. How did they get it up there? I don't know. It's so funny. <laughs> so funny. Someone's going to notice that net full of garbage. You think? Yes. So funny. The principal's in on it. He's a real yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. Set that kid straight. You're going to trick him. <laughs> That's great. Okay, okay. And Tiffany, by this time, she, she likes Fred. So she moves him out of the drop zone. The bullies confront them, confront her, you know, r- reveal that she was in on it. And they throw a drink on Freddie and call him a butt lump. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It feels like is an eighties. It? it feels like an eighties. <laughs> no, feel again. Feels like one of an eighties, like butt munch or something you'd see. Oh, it's something you'd see in a movie that no yeah, nobody yeah. would say in real life. Yeah, I yeah. gotcha, gotcha. I've had a butt lump uh, once or once or twice. Uh, you just got to get, get a suppository. Fucking butt lumps, man. <laughs> Goddamn nightmare. Oof. Did a night full of Mex- Mexican food. My butt lumps are just screaming. And I always love this because. It's something I used to get upset about in most 80s movies until I was just like, just shut the fuck up. It's a fantasy. Because mm-hmm. I was like, these are imaginary bullies. I never ever saw bullies like this in school. We just walked down the hallway fucking with people for no reason. I was like, nobody did that. Not where I grew up. Yeah, but I mean, that's like, that's the, the trope, man. That's Flash Thompson, right? That's right, the, right, right. Stuff we've always seen. Right. Yeah, you got it. You gotta have that. If you're gonna have a prom, like stereotypical prom and prom king and queen and that whole thing, you gotta you gotta have the bully too. And uh Norris trying to console Freddy as he takes off, and then uh, I just okay, here's okay. In a in a very, very great episode, the worst line, maybe you'll disagree. 
wow we just went from john hughes to john carpenter Carpenter. Eh, there's been worse there's been worse and especially if they've already they've been making homages to movies the whole time oh yes yes so i i I, trust me man there's been way worse where they sneak in uh oh there's been Uh, yes i thought it was i i didn't and and, uh, i think xano xano uh gave it a good read oh that's right it was xano because i was picturing when i wrote it down and and then uh typed up my notes i was like oh that had to be a ralph line right and i would just i would imagine xano could pull that lame joke Mm -hmm. off Mm mm-hmm so back in 2004, Mix telling Sarah and Ava about Allie, she was his prom date, that he broke out a juvie to take her to the prom, but stood her up anyway. That's pretty <laughs> awesome, man. That's you know who he ran itself. into? You know who he ran into? Who? His boyfriend, Leonard. It's probably, yeah, wait, right. you want to go fucking do some crime? And he uh, yeah, stood yeah. up his girlfriend. Yeah. His one true love of mm-hmm. crime. I thought you were going to say Leonard. No. Fire, crime, Leonard Alley. Yeah, in that order. Booze? No. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Sandwiches. Sammies. Definitely Sammies. Definite definite Sammies. There's a lot. He's got, you know, for a one-note character, started out as a one-note character, being a Uh a time, time, okay, time bounty hunter, bottom of the list. That rat. Yes, yes. That rat. Pet rats. Loves pet pet rats. There's a lot to him. And he says, you know, he was stupid. And uh, and that quick, nice, there was a nice edit that they did to Young Alley right then in 1989, like in the background of the scene. So good, man. So good. Uh, but she's not the point of the scene. It's Nora talking to Freddie. Yeah, and I really liked that. I thought that was really so smart. Well done, man. This so this is just a tight production. And uh, this is that tear, well, the, the, the real tear, tearful scene. And she's a uh, she explains that this, this is the first time since she's been a fairy godmother she's actually bonded with a kid that needed the kind of help she can provide. Right, and. Uh, and I, I think a young uh, young Freddie here, this actor, um, his name is uh, Seth Merriweather. I thought he was great. I really, I thought he was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can imagine bigger things for him. To be honest, yeah. Uh, Apparently, I what else he's done. well, not a lot. I looked it up. Not a lot. Only one thing after this in 2020, and nothing since 2020. But I mean, that could be COVID related, you know? Sure. Yeah, he's got a great look. Yeah. So. No, you know what though? Not a great future when you meet old Freddie later. You're like, oh, enjoy that hair while you have it, young Freddie. <laughs> it's going uh, away. But I'm so happy we got to see old Freddie at the end. That's great. <laughs> that was great. And uh so she's like, show them what you really are. Because she's still he, he's just gonna storm out of there. She thinks he's going to murder everybody. And we get the Napoleon dynamite scene. And basically, yeah, basically, and I love and it's just supersonic. Freddie comes out, yeah. Super fucking supersonics playing. That's a tune I fucking like from the 80s. Yeah. And yeah. he starts fucking dancing because he can dance. All the kids are loving it. I love this. This is so much fun. The bullies dump the trash and Nora's taking over for that lame DJ. Nora's scratching fucking records and uses her magic wand. Using her magic yeah. wand to turn the garbage into ecstasy. They're yeah. tripping balls. Yeah, it's, it's All of them. Yeah, it's all Molly. Wall to wall, to wall Molly. Wall to wall. Well, 
Why else do you think Freddie left with seven girls? Yeah, no shit. No shit. <laughs> and I, I love the whole supersonic scene again. Super fun. Big smiles. Yeah. I mean, it works within the, 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 again, within that eighties movie sensibilities mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Picture. Okay. Yeah, you picture, you go into a video store in the eighties and this one, a movie that really got a limited theatrical release and it's a teen comedy where he's like me and my fairy godmother. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. picture that shit. Sure. <laughs> I probably would have seen it. Bibbity bobbity boogers. <laughs> there you go. We'll keep working <laughs> on it. That's better. <laughs> it's better than mine. <laughs> so on the wave rider, uh, Zari's uh, trying to get an internet connection, talking to Gideon, and she's got a memory flash of old Zari, and suddenly she knows how to hack Gideon. Mm-hmm. And also asks Gideon to call her a ride. So we cut back to Freddie talking to Nora. He's like, is this your job? Like making things better for kids? Because thanks, but I'm fine now. And he releases her. And uh, Gideon, I guess the wave rider is parked in the school parking lot because Gideon just lets her out in front of the prom. Mm-hmm. And as she gets into what she thinks of, thinks is a vintage limo with seven and uh, Freddie and seven girls again. Yeah, Travis. it was a little weird that they seven. Just- that they left her there kind of okay or oh no i guess or that's where she gets up like that was well she had convenient yeah Yeah, i know i know i know yeah but like where's gideon in the fucking parking lot yeah yeah good point good point (laughs) it's like the little things that get me but you know what who cares seven girls travis freddie's in heaven yes you don't know what to do with all that yeah it was 1989, Travis. Mm-hmm. It was a loose time. <laughs> I lived. Through, I was 19 in 1989. There were wonderful times. So in 2004, Bayrod tells Sarah's crew that Freddie's, uh, you know, he's, he's fixed. He's not going to be a killer. But Doc Brown's still there. You know what else, you know, uh, this uh, get up looks like? I can't remember what the name of the monster was. But there's a Scooby-Doo season one monster that looks a lot like this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'll look it up after the show and send it to you. But I, re- I remember it's like Swamp something or another that look, looks a lot like this. The long white hair. Right. So she appears, makes him immediately tries to fry her, but she turns it around and fucking melts Mick, man. Melts him, burns him dead. Mick's dead. And the mask, her mask, like slowly melts off. Mm-hmm. I, I loved it. I love the effect. It just like slides off her fucking head. Yeah. And it's the mom. Yeah. It's great and we find out that she's the encore, not Freddie. Yeah. She's got to finish twist. what she started. Oh my God. That's like an explosive twist. It's a good twist, man. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're just flashing. This is when it could get real confusing. It's going between 89 and 2004 real fast. Yeah. And so we're in the limo in 89 and Zari thinks the kids know her because she's the famous dragon girl and, and the killer is, is the driver and attacks. So in 2004, Sarah and Ava are fighting the mom and right. Ava, Ava gets her to tell the story, you know, for the podcast. Right. Right. <laughs> and this is where we find out Freddie took the fall. 
And when she got, he got electrocuted, she died of a heart attack. Mm -hmm. So that's why she's the encore from hell. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that's fun, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Because you almost forget about the whole encore thing throughout yeah. this because they don't uh, bother with it until the end. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so they're fighting uh, era, uh, Ava and Sarah or Jazz because they're the final girls. And in 89, the uh, mom's attacking the kids. Uh, Z sprays her uh, nasty perfume mm -hmm. in, in her eyes and the she rips the mask off. And Freddie sees that it's his mom. And it's like, what are you doing? But she still kills one kid. You know, it's one of those seven girls ain't yeah. lucky. Yeah, yeah. One of those seven girls gets it. Yeah, that's crazy. Can't change that. Sorry, we got we almost fixed everything. <laughs> and uh, Bayrog comes just as mom in uh, 2004 is about to kill Sarah and Ava with her powers. Bayrod takes out 89 mom with his totem. Z gets to see what he was talking about. And and we do see the mother in, in the future disappear then. So I think that's the only change we see. Mm -hmm. And then we see uh, the cops taking the mom away. And Nora has the, you know, this is the real, the, the touching scene where she brings up her background. The, the dysfunction doesn't make you who you are and gives them a big hug. Right. We talked about that. Again, she, Courtney Ford can sometimes be overly silly, but when she's bringing just the straight drama, she's a very, very good actress. It's, yeah, and she looks sometimes, really pretty in yeah, this episode. So Z, uh, I guess, yeah, Z got slashed. So she's got, got getting healed by Gideon and has the scene with Bayron. She's like, oh, so you're a fucking superhero. And she's like, wow, that's something. And I was a millionaire by age 19, and now I know how to hack computers. And Bayrod's like, oh, try, time travels wacky. You could do shit to you. Yeah. And she's like, well, can I, I think I want to stick around. And Bayrod's like, you know what? That'd be fun. Let's do that. That's pretty cool. It is. This is your wonder twins, basically, mm -hmm. like I was telling you about. Hmm. So the team decides, fuck it. Let's go to prom. Let's go to 2004 yeah. prom. Oh, my God. This made me cry. This is the feel of this, the the way this all wraps up. The Especially because it hits heaven as a place on earth again. It's yep. so good, man. So good. What a great finish. Everything's fixed. Uh, no one's dead except that one poor girl. Yeah, but she wasn't really. And nobody's really going to worry about that. I really liked her a lot. Yeah. And Mick meets Allie again because none of that, none of what we saw happened. Yeah. And uh, we see old Freddie and Tiffany, they're married and dancing. And, uh, and the photo montage scene that I understand could be problematic for some people, but it, I loved it. Just it's so that's good, what, man. That's when it was the whole like, hey, this is the cast who, as we know, yeah now really all loved each other a lot yeah yeah just posing and having fun and, and having such great. a great time dude and like you got to just go back and do this whole fucking 80s love letter and now next week you get to go be fucking marie antoinette this is this is the funnest show this would be the funnest show to be a part of the funnest mm -hmm. and mick you now they're like where's mick why is he posing for the pictures mm -hmm. well one because uh dominic purcell like yeah yeah I'm not invited to these uh, team pictures uh, right. after what I posted. No, he's he's getting some pie yeah, in, that's right. in the closet. He's creating, creating a time aberration. I, I read the trivia too, my friend. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the trivia, that's a fucking spoiler. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Um. Well, that's why we're... Okay, then it's not... This... Well, this... And I know is that she sticks around where, too. Al, yes. Well, this is where his daughter comes from. 
who cool. sticks around a lot and she's great cool um uh, oh yeah and uh, uh, before that though before uh, mick actually whips it out we we get the whole we get the whole alley going oh mick like reaching down and he he goes, that's my gun, and pulls yep, up the yep. giant fucking flame gun. Did yes. she think his dick was that big? Yes, so. Wow. So. You're going to be a little disappointed. So we're back at Constantine's place. Remember that subplot we saw five minutes of at the beginning? Yeah, but that's fine. That's I fine, know. I, this I, is I just a button. Because this is just a button at the end here. kind of liked we, it. Yeah. Because they were, you know why? They were going back and forth between two time periods. If you added in back and forth with this, it would have ruined the flow. And maybe there's a deleted scene or something, but if they cut it, then good for them. So Charlie's telling Constantine, get off his ass and do something about the Encore problem. Uh, He tells her all about the Newcastle crew when he was a young warlock and his crew that he hung out with. His one was a powerful witch and uh, he needs to consult with her. And she's trapped. She's dead and trapped behind a door and it's Astra's mom. And the door's got a seal and a, a spell and a, a sigil on it. And uh, you could hear that the ghost is not fucking happy. And uh, Charlie's like, hey, you know, that's okay. There's things I've never told about myself, which is a little teaser for the rest cool. of the season. Hmm. And he casts the spell to open the door, goes in, goes to black, and boom, that's the end. And this is, like I said, this is an episode that I, at first, was one of my least favorite episodes of the season. And upon mm. re-watching, I really, it shot up to, into my top 15 episodes of the, yeah. the series. The it's series just, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. really did. It, it, yeah, it's it awesome. took a few viewings for me to really warm up to it, but I really love it. Yeah. Oh, kicks ass. So one last thing, Travis, mm-hmm. uh, a little new segment we're, we're going to do. We kind of, this is how right. we, we fall ass backwards in the segments, but of this episode, who's your MVP? Uh, I guess, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned because I was thinking about it as we are going here, and I guess we got to go with Courtney Ford. Courtney Ford, that's a great choice. My MVP, I already brought him up, young uh, young Seth Merriweather. Uh, okay. I really liked him. I really yeah. liked him. Yeah, oh, it was really good. All right, well, Travis, thanks once again. Hey, everyone, thanks for listening. Spread the word. Follow us at Guys Gideon on Twitter. Um, be sure to check out all the other great shows on the Plum Podcast Network. Uh, follow uh, us at, for Mystery Titans Theater at Jarvis Washing Machine on uh, on YouTube and the Twitch show. And uh, you just oh, and of course, uh, please, Travis, once again, the name of uh, the fools who follow them. When does it drop? When does the new Obi Wan? Uh, well, it'll be the, the new episode. Uh, Obi Wan premieres on May twenty seventh, so it'll be sometime shortly after. All right, cool. And once again, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.